here because the outside world rejects you. Hey, what's up everyone? Today we're going to take a look back at the 2007 CG animated movie TMNT and discuss what I believe are 10 of the biggest moments of the film. Looking back at this film and re-watching it closely for this video, which I haven't done for a while, was pretty cool catching all the little story elements that I missed back in the day. I think you'll enjoy it too as we go through some of these moments, so grab a slice of pizza and dive into the sewers because in today's video, we're going to take a look at the top 10 moments in TMNT 2007. Right from the beginning of the movie, we get a big moment that pretty much kicks everything into motion. And this moment happens 3,000 years ago. A warrior arrived named Yaddle, and he led a brotherhood. Their intent? To conquer all the kingdoms of the world. Battle after battle, they left a trail of destruction behind them. In his quest, Yaddle learned of the constellation known as the Stars of Kikin. The stars of this constellation align every 3,000 years, opening a portal to a world of unknown power. During a ritual involving this alignment, Yaddle became immortal, but at a price. His brotherhood was turned into stone. Also 13 monsters came into our world through the portal and went on to plague mankind for thousands of years. Meanwhile, now immortal, Yaudo was left to eternally walk the earth, unable to die or forget his horrible mistake. Later on in the movie, we find out Max Winters was this warrior. The next big moment of the movie was finding out Leonardo is no longer with the team and instead is being a badass known as the Ghost of the Jungle down in Central America. Apparently Splinter sent Leo away to train on becoming a better leader, but his training period ended over a year ago and Leo still hasn't returned. He doesn't even ride anymore. Leonardo seems to want to make sure he learns everything he can while he's away and appears unsure on whether he should return home or not. He would be too ashamed if he were to return home a failure. He's also come to the decision that the people in the small town that he protects need him more than his brothers do. Eventually though he takes April's advice and follows his heart which results in a return to the team for our leader in blue which is pretty awesome when it happens and an important moment in the movie welcome home yeah thanks while Leonardo is the ghost of the jungle back in New York Raphael has chosen an alter ego as well the night watcher a big moment of the film is finding out that now that the team is kind of all doing their own thing Raphael is spending his nights fighting crime on his own in a disguise. He keeps this a secret from his family, although Casey ends up finding out who he is and helps him on patrol on one of the nights. One of the highlights of him on patrol is the diner fight scene with one of the 13 monsters that was released into our world. This is a pretty entertaining one. He ends it by throwing smoke pellets down the monster's throat, which causes it to run away. At the end, you find out someone is watching him, which sets up another top moment of the movie we'll get to momentarily. But yeah, what did you think of the Night Watcher? Did you like Raph in a disguise riding around in a motorcycle in the middle of the night fighting crime? Let me know down below in the comment section. We first get a look at Karai when she comes to hear an offer Max Winters has for her in the foot. It's to be his eyes and ears on the lookout for the 13 monsters, you know, in order to capture them all and send them back now that the alignment is going to happen again, like it did 3,000 years ago. You see, this will break Winters and the Brotherhood's curse. Now, one night when she and the foot are trying to capture one of the monsters, the turtles stumble across the battle. The turtles seem to recognize the foot, but it appears to be the first time they meet Karai. You hear Leonardo say, the Shredder is dead. 
as we saw in the beginning of the film, it has been a while since the Turtles defeated the Shredder. One can assume they're talking about the original movie Shredder. Then Leo says, who are you working for? But she doesn't answer. It is believed that Karai is the Japanese Foot Clan leader and has come over to take over the New York Foot after Shredder's death. A big moment as this was the first time we saw Karai in charge of the Foot on the big screen. Raphael versus Leonardo on a rooftop in the rain. A great moment, my personal favorite moment of the film by the way. During Raph's last outing as the Night Watcher that we mentioned earlier, we see that it's Leonardo that's watching him from a rooftop across the way. Raph notices and tries to make a break for it to prevent Leo from figuring out his identity. Leo goes after him and a chase ensues. On a building top, Raph realizes he has nowhere to run. Leonardo starts lecturing him, not knowing it's Raphael. Raphael keeps his helmet on and begins to challenge him and a fight begins. Leo wins the first round with an uppercut that knocks off Raphael's helmet, exposing his identity to Leo. Leo's demeanor quickly changes to concern. Raphael begins to argue with him, trying to make the point that he, Raphael, can call his own shots, to where Leonardo ends the argument with, you're not ready, you're impatient, and you're hot-tempered, and more importantly, I'm better than you. This kicks off round two of their fight. This round is a lot more emotional and passion-filled, and ends with Raphael breaking Leo's swords with his sigh and then a kick and a punch for good measure as he stabs his side to the ground very close to Leo's head. A little too close for comfort for the both of them as Leo looks at him almost as if he's trying to say, yo, you could have killed me. Raphael also seems troubled by this as he seems to have a look on his face of how did my anger overtake me like this. Raph, in disbelief of having lost control, runs away, although Leo, now alone, gets ambushed by the Foot and the Brotherhood, and they take him away. Raphael, now quite a distance away, hears Leonardo yell and knows something bad happened. Worried for his brother that he just got done fighting with, he chases after them, but it's no use. They get away. They do make up at the end of the movie though, when they rescue Leo. It's Raph who gives him his new pair of katanas as they prepare for the final battle. Another big pivotal moment of the film is the Brotherhood turning on Winters. You see, Max Winters has lived thousands of years and sees immortality as a curse. On the other hand, the Brotherhood were turned into stone and just recently brought back to life by Winters. They haven't had a chance to experience immortality, so they come to the decision that they don't want to send the 13 monsters back in the portal and end the immortal curse. Their plan? To trick Winters by saying the captured Leonardo is the 13th monster. Winters has never met the Turtles, so he won't know the difference, and by the time Winters figures it out, the alignment will be done, and they'll have to wait another 3,000 years for the next one, allowing the Brotherhood to stay around, while they rain destruction upon the Earth. You know, back in the day I never caught all this, so I'm glad I really got to examine this recently. But yeah, a big moment of the movie, the Brotherhood betraying Max Winters. the fight against the foot at Winter's facility. So the turtles find out Winter's is trying to open a portal and that the earth could be in danger. Also at this point in the movie, Leonardo is being held here as well. So the rest of the turtles, Splinter, April donning her new yellow suit and Casey sporting his new black mask, sneak in and start fighting with the foot in a big battle outside of Winter's place. It's a big moment of the film as we see swarms of foot attacking the turtles and the camera follows the turtles as they run about the place. At the time that this came out, it was cool to see the turtles take on the foot again on the big screen, even if the fight doesn't last that long, still a big moment. 
towards the end of the film, Winters begins the process of sending back the 13 monsters. This is when he realizes it's not working and that the Brotherhood have betrayed him. When the Turtles then confront Winters about everything that's going on, they realize that both parties want the same thing, that it's the Brotherhood who's messing it all up. The Foot, still acting as mercenaries for Winters, listens in on all of this as well, and decide it would not be honorable to leave Max Winters hanging since he is the one who hired them originally. And so as Max Winters and the Turtles team up, we also get this interesting team up of the Turtles and the Foot Clan as the Turtles stay back in the final fight against the Brotherhood, and Karai, the Foot Clan, alongside Casey Jones and April go out to the city to find the final 13th monster in order to end the curse. The final battle is pretty awesome and for sure a big moment of the movie. Seeing all the turtles fight the Brotherhood, cracking jokes as they go in this scene is the classic TMNT I like to see. Luckily though, Karai and April and Casey return with the final monster before the portal closes, knocking the Brotherhood into the portal as well, sending them all away. Now with the curse broken, Winter thanks the turtles as he then proceeds to transcend into energy as he's finally able to die after all these years. Okay, just a little bit creepy. Now that Max Winters is gone, Karai and the Foot are done with their job for him, and so it would seem that that brief alliance with the Turtles is now over, although the two groups are cordial with each other as they say their goodbyes. Karai says the Turtles are every bit the warriors she was informed they were, that they have passed, but to savor their victory as they will soon have further business together, the kind that involves familiar faces from their past. She's clearly talking about the Shredder here, which is a big deal, a big moment of the film. Obviously this didn't go anywhere as there were no sequels to this film, but at the time it was awesome to learn that the Shredder would be returning. The final biggest moment isn't that long of a scene, it's very quick and it's at the end, but I remember at the time when this movie came out it felt like a big deal, and the moment I'm talking about is when we saw the memento wall that Splinter has in his den. There's been conflicting reports on whether this is a continuation of the original trilogy that I've talked about in other videos, but I remember when I first had saw this, it definitely felt like it was in continuation as we saw Shredder's helmet from the 1990 movie and Secret of the Ooze up on the wall, the Time Scepter from Ninja Turtles Part 3, as well as the samurai outfits they wear in that movie, and the broken in half TGRI canister. Seeing all these easter eggs from the previous movies was a pretty cool moment of this film, and for me, had to make it on the list. Alright everyone, I hope you enjoyed a look back at the top 10 biggest moments of the 2007 CG animated film, TMNT. This film came out after the live action films, which were a huge deal at the time, and I felt like it was so hard to get out of those movie shadows. I mean, it still is. That first 1990 movie is just so perfect and set the bar so high, but this 2007 film is pretty good too, and I had a good time taking a look at it again. And if you haven't seen it in a while, go ahead and take a look at it as well, and let me know down below what you think. Think. What's your favorite moment of the film? I'd love to see what you all have to say down below in the comment section. If you enjoyed this video and you're new here, make sure to hit subscribe. All we talk about on here is new, old, and upcoming turtle stuff. But that's it for this video. Thanks everyone for stopping by. I will see you in a little bit with another one. Take care.